This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Bushwalking is the best way to explore Australia's unique and diverse natural environments. However, many visitors and newly arrived migrants underestimate how vast the Australian national parks are and how easy it is to get lost. Whether you walk along designated trails or through remote wilderness, a bit of planning will help you avoid the risks and enjoy all the benefits of bushwalking. Walking in nature, or bushwalking, is one of Australia's most popular recreational activities. But the benefits are not limited to the amazing scenery, says Helen Donovan, Executive Director of Walking SA. It is so very good for your health. So that's physical fitness, including cardiovascular health and strength because you're going up and down little inclines. And of course, it is great for mental health too. So generally, when you're bushwalking, you're doing it with others. And so it's social and being in nature decreases stress and improves our mood. Bushwalking is typically a very low risk activity. Even so, any potential risks can be significantly reduced if you do some planning. One of the most common dangers would be things like just choosing a trail that is not appropriate for your level of fitness or experience. And then what can happen is, you know, you don't have enough water or enough food or you've got the wrong clothing or you don't have a first aid kit if it goes wrong or a communication device. So the most important thing is to do that little bit of planning to make sure that you've got what you need for the area that you're going to. Pay attention to the time of year you go bushwalking, says Andrew Govan, board member of Bushwalking Leadership South Australia. Often people choose to go walking in the outback in summer, which is not necessarily the best time to do that because it's very hot and there's very limited services out there. Or when it's the dead of winter and going, say, in the Victorian Alps or the more mountainous regions, it gets very, very cold. So choosing when you go is important and then choosing where you go to suit your ability is very important. Our national parks offer a great range of bushwalking experiences. Australia has more than 500 national parks that span the coastline to the deep outback and vary greatly in size. The largest is Kakadu National Park in the Northern Territory, covering 20,000 square kilometres. Consider the size of the area you want to explore. Always research the conditions and keep in mind your level of ability, says Andrew Govan. Many national parks have very good maps, so look at where you might go. There's a national rating for difficulty of tracks. That's a really good start for planning out what you think you might be capable of doing. There are plenty of online resources to help you select areas to explore. For example... AussieBushwalking.com provides a list of bushwalking tracks created by bushwalkers for bushwalkers. Here you can find new walks and learn about track conditions. Once you know where you're going, notify people of your plans. Make sure you let someone know where you're going, when you're going to be there, when you're expected to be back, and your contact details. Quite often parks will require that. Check in if you're going on a walk that goes for a few days. Campsites have online booking for camping and associated with that, they'll have your details if you're going there for more than one day. Tripintentions.org is an online resource that allows you to save your bushwalking plans and send them to your contacts. When bushwalking, ensure that you carry water and food in case you're delayed. A first aid kit is essential for remote areas. 
organisations like Outdoor Council of Australia and Bushwalking Leadership South Australia have excellent advice on their websites about what to take on a bushwalk. Retailers will also offer good advice about the best type of clothing and equipment for your trip. Keep in mind that you can't always rely on mobile phone coverage. Only certain providers work in more remote areas, so it's really important to find out whether your provider does work in the area you're going to and then understand that you might be in a valley and so you won't get any reception there. So you can't always rely on your standard 3 or 4 or 5G phone. If you plan to bushwalk in a remote area, you can hire a personal locator beacon from some national parks and police stations. Andrew Govan's advice is to keep to the tracks. If you get lost, try to return to a track so there is more likelihood someone finds you. And importantly, don't go bushwalking alone. Quite often people do go walking and aren't really thinking about all the possible things that can go wrong. People do fall over, people do get lost and having at least one other person there is crucial to support anyone being able to get help if an incident occurs. Consider joining a local bushwalking club. Clubs are familiar with local conditions and hazards, what to take and the best things to see. They also have great tips and tricks. It's easy to find your local bushwalking club, says Helen Donovan. If you go to the Bushwalking Australia website, which is bushwalkingaustralia.org.au, you'll see a link to members and that then links off to all of the different states. Each state and territory has a bushwalking organisation that is the umbrella organisation for all of the different clubs in the state or territory. They'll be able to link you up to explore the different options in your area. You can access fantastic bushwalking initiatives in every state and territory. First Hike Project was established in WA by a group of enthusiastic volunteers to introduce young refugee and migrant people to the joys of bushwalking. The project has since expanded to Melbourne, Canberra, Sydney and Brisbane. Louise Jorgensen is WA coordinator for First Hike Project. We make sure all our guides are experienced and have done first aid training and they all have working with children checks. We are dealing with some who are under 18. The idea is to take them out into nature, make them feel welcome, ensure that they're safe at all times. We take them out on day hikes or sometimes overnight hikes. The joy experienced by these first-time bushwalkers is apparent. To have a female student of Afghan background come up to us and say, thank you for taking me out. This is the first time I've been out without a member of my family since arriving here in Australia. Just warms our heart to feel that trust from their families. Amazing. I think part of it's the bushwalking and part of it is this independent activity they can do without feeling tethered to their family. A bit of independence for them. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.